Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to uh, join the conversation. I'm Alex, and oh my god, I love fan. Wait, no. I'm, no. I'm uh, like, oh my god, I love uh, of, uh, Ed. Wait, still no. Oh my I say god, I love Veltov. Ah, <laughs> uh, pray to me that you do. <laughs> pray to me anyway. Ah, cha 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 Uh, I'm Brendan, and to think, I once could not see beyond the veil of reality. Do you see those who lurk behind? Yep. Is it? Oh, wait, wait, that's just. Oh, that, it's just Josh. Hey, Josh. What up, Josh? I, I, I choked and could not remember uh, the name of of the uh, of, uh, father, or Polonius. 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 Oh my He's god! Also- I love Polonius. <laughs> <laughs> have we ever done Hamlet? We should do Hamlet. Um, we had to. Yeah, we we had. Macbeth. We did Macbeth. Nah, the Scottish play. Ooh, side note, let's do Hamlet sometime. Yeah. So <laughs> To the list. Uh, I'm Pippin, and deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared dr- dream before. And then oh, I yeah, realized there's... I just ate, like, too soon before dinner, and that's why I was dreaming weird. Uh, also, there's that book of eldritch uh, horror, uh, <laughs> I think, wrapped in human skin. Uh, uh, listen. But- and then libraries we collect all sorts of books i mean that's fair i mean you is that is this one of the ones that that you'd have you'd uh wear gloves for is that, uh to wash your hands uh, and uh wash your hands make sure they're dry uh, and oil free a standard archival practice these days uh wash your hands make sure they're dry and oil free gloves can actually harm the books Mm-hmm. And I think the one bound in human skin and that whispers to me in my dreams is really one I don't want to harm. Yeah, but uh, like, it's, would physical contact like, uh, curse you? Well, what, how, what is a standard archival practice uh, for cursed objects? Huh. Well, there's a short story idea, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's where you have the glove exception, Pippin. Maybe not like the the fancy white, you know, cotton gloves, but maybe like nitrile gloves. <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing. I might rip the book, and isn't that worse? Ooh. So anyway. <laughs> Wash your hands in holy water afterwards, and I wait, think we'll wait, be okay. Wait. There we wait. go. If you don't if you don't wear gloves and you touch an, a cursed book, you know what is going to happen with cursed books? You're going to get a paper cut off of it, and you'll end up bleeding on it. And then you'll ruin the book, and, be, and it will have tasted your blood. That's I legit. feel like this is. I feel like if I'd paid more attention in library school, <laughs> I'd know they, the answer to this. They one. didn't cover this in library school, or did they? You just didn't pay attention. My God, Pippa. listen, my school didn't have an archival specific program. Oh, you know, I hear there's one in Miskatonic. Miskatonic's <laughs> got a really good archival program. I would hope so. So, so anyway, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? 
today we're talking about the 2002, oh my god, that's 20 years, uh, video oh. game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> video game, Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. So spoilers abound. If you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about, check out the show notes uh, on No Story Sacred. No spoiler warning, the inevitable march of time. <laughs> uh, isn't that the greatest existential horror of all? Uh, uh, oh, we forgot to make fun of Kat for not being here, even though it's actually really not her fault this time. Uh, yeah, it is not her fault. Uh, I think she uh, touched one of those cursed books and I think was whisked away to, like, ancient Mesopotamia or something. That sounds like them. Yeah. Stance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. I hope she brings back a, a souvenir. I hope so. Like, yeah, how about, like, a badass dagger, uh, the Ooh. heart of some uh, eldritch being? Um, <sighs> uh, the severed limb of an ancient god. Ooh, Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Like, you know, anyway. Not not related to Eternal Darkness, but I've seen, like, a lot more webcomics coming up making fun of the, you know, as-written depiction of angels and how it's, like, brain-melting. Oh, yeah, you don't want to look at, look at those fuckers. There are way too many eyes. <laughs> so many eyes. The be eyes. not afraid. They, they say be not afraid for a reason, because they are frightening. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, so that's what a concept looks like. <laughs> so uh, what, what's the summary of Eternal Darkness, Al? Enlighten <laughs> me. <laughs> For those of you who've never played Eternal Darkness, the, the summary according to its fan wiki... Oh, you went, you had to search deeply, didn't you? Otherwise, it's all like, yeah, it was, it was originally made for the N64, but ported to the GameCube. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> No, no. We need the, story synopses here. That's all we care about. The game setting is centered around a mansion in Rhode Island, the home of, of the protagonist, Alexandra Rivas's grandfather, and his mysterious book known as The Tome of Eternal Darkness that Alexandra finds there. The game is presented in a third-person action-adventure perspective in, the, in which the, the player must navigate a number of locations as 12 characters spanning different time periods. The game utilizes unique sanity effects to enhance the gameplay. That's putting it lightly. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, fun fact, it said 12 characters, and I was like, bullshit, there aren't 12. <laughs> I'd be lucky right now if I could name five. And by name, I mean describe, because I... Uh, uh, Centauri... I... The first one, Alexander Roy. The second one, on uh, a centurion Paulus, Pius Augustus. There's a uh, oh yeah, that dick. Uh, <laughs> I believe number two was uh, the girl, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Melina. No. Uh, I don't know. Oh. Either way, uh, uh, a young a young girl and uh, exploring and, a tomb. <laughs> yeah, in Cambodia. In Cambodia. Charlemagne. Yep. There. There's. There's a... A squire. Yeah. Or actually a messenger boy, I think, technically. Yeah, who's really dedicated. And, uh... Yeah, him I straight up forgot about. <laughs> After that is the architect? Maybe. Oh, no, no, uh, Kaleem. Uh, Kazim. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. Forgot about uh, him, too. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, the, five. The Arab, or Hindu? Uh, uh, he's Arab, yeah. 
He had the best weapon in the game. <laughs> the Ramdao. <laughs> I felt. Uh, yeah, uh, there's the, there's the architect. Was there a monk somewhere? Yep, you're right. Uh, the monk. Oh yeah, yeah, he's later on, but yeah. Uh, um, there's our favorite character. Dr. Dr. Ed- Edwin Lindsay. Uh, there's, oh, uh, wait, there's, uh, there's the, uh, World War or one uh, journalist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, him. Uh, there's the, uh, great, great grandfather. Oh, yeah, Maximilian. Of Alexandra. Yep. We're at, we're at 10. We're at 10 now. We're at, at, uh, there's a firefighter. Yep. And there's Alexandra, uh, Alexandra's gra- grandfather. That's 12. Well, then there we go. We got them all. Woo! Go woo. team! Going from so, memory because we had no prep time. Ha <laughs> Yeah, d- gentle listeners, we picked this because we have fond memories of this game. Uh, and by Which, fond, I mean uh, this game frightened the fuck out of me. Fond trauma. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but in a way that was deeply formative. <laughs> and because like there's nowhere else to hang out oh, in our childhood huh? at home than in front of the TV. And Brent and I we were fuckers who... Uh, who would play this video game in front of Pip. Yeah, uh, that scans. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she she couldn't help but just be there. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes we took pity and healed the sanity effects so that way the really weird stuff didn't happen. <laughs> and sometimes so- <laughs> sometimes we would anyway. <laughs> All right, so, so gentle listeners... The the admittedly really cool thing that this game does, it mentioned it in the the, the summary, is the sanity effects. Uh where you know, your traditional video games like this, you have your health gauge and Mana you bar. have and you know, your magic stuff. But this one also had sanity. Uh and you know, your health goes down, yo, know, you get hurt and eventually you die. And maybe in some games might you might slow down, things like that. Uh, you run out of mana, you can't do magic anymore, which sucks. But, but uh, it regenerates in, fast. Yeah. In this game, if your sanity starts getting low, at first, you know, the character will start, you know, seeing things that aren't there. Extra enemies. Uh, you'll go into a room you weren't expecting. Muttering. Yeah, m- <laughs> the muttering. Uh, uh, on one memorable occasion. <laughs> uh, on one memorable occasion. <laughs> I yeah. this one. Fuck both of you. Yeah. Uh, the lead, the main character, Alexandra Rivas, is exploring her house. She walks into the bathroom uh, and is greeted by an image of herself in the bath of her own blood. Dead, presumably. Uh, I have to assume, but at this point I don't remember. And in a big old house with a claw-footed bathtub. And we lived in a big old house that had a claw-footed bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, to be uh, fair, uh, furniture de- designers, do not uh, make any of your furniture claw-footed. Just don't. The hell. <laughs> Nothing that looks like it could attack me. And that is why, for like several weeks afterwards, uh, whenever the sun went down, Alex had to escort me around the house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I am a fucking scaredy cat. But also, the cool thing the Sandy effect would do is the lower it got, it not only messed around with just the character, it messed around with the player. Oh yeah, there's one that got <laughs> me, but not like in a scary way, but like in a oh shit, oh shit, oh shit kind of way. Uh, uh, there is the sanity effect 
where messing with the player, when you go to save while insane, the game goes, hey, I'm deleting all your save files. And then you start matching the button real quick. like, no, 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 cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> it actually ended uh, up deleting a save slot that way. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, uh, and it got you. Other things it does, it, it, it brings up the volume and starts lowering it. And depending on your brand of CRT, which it, it was, which we were, since we had CRTs back then, like it might actually look like your, uh, like your volume, uh, or at least close enough to trick you. Yep. Uh, uh it, it would make you think that your controller got unplugged. Yeah, it, yeah. It would show a blue who screen, and so you'd think, so you'd end up thinking, and that had, had a, a component got unplugged. And depending on and depending on VCR, or as in at like that time, uh, they usually show they usually slow, showed a blue screen. Means. Oh yeah. So, oh, there's also the Windows blue screen of death. There was flies that would show up on the screen, which was great when I was playing it at a summer camp uh, uh, staff lodge. <laughs> so, so if you have uh, anything, if you have issues with uh, derealization or anything like that, do not play this fucking game. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, don't you yeah. mean? Uh, do you mean? Uh, don't you mean a uh, dissociation? Either one. Probably not good for either one. <laughs> uh, or always, always be on top of your sanity. Number one, always make sure that bar is fucking full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, uh, if you're if you're careful with how you play, hating what you find, um, <laughs> if you can manage your resources well, it's usually not a problem. Usually. <laughs> By the, by the, with the number of times we've played it, we, we've, uh, we've gotten the Mantarok rune and have, and have, and know, already know, oh, the spell for, uh, for the regen pool with, and with Mantarok rune that, 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 uh, that regen's health and, and magic and sanity. Yeah. yeah. It, Hardcore. But good all but, around. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about, like, the story. What? So, yeah, the story, such as it is. It's pretty decent. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for a uh, uh, GameCube game and all that. Yeah, definitely. But, like, you, you start off your day. What a day for Alexandra Roivas, which is Savior backwards. Whoa. Uh, uh, super she, original. She gets a call at 3.33 in the morning. Because Remember those numbers. <laughs> yes. Uh, from the, I, I think it was like a detective in Rhode Island saying, hey, your grandpa done kicked the bucket gruesomely. Actually, I don't think they mentioned the cause of death at that point. Uh, but, uh, you we are need, the next of kin. We need, and you, we to, need you to come. We need you to identify the body. And like, okay, one play and trip later. And it's still somehow the same night. Like, what, like, what she in New York and took a, a plane to Rhode Island or something? Who Actually. knows? I thought she was in LA, but maybe I'm wrong. That uh, would have been like a, a, like a free hour. That, that, that would have been several hour flat. Yeah. With connections. Strain credulity however you want. She arrives on the scene of the crime and, you know, she kind of sees her dead grandfather freaks the F out, understandably. And it's like, why do you need me for this? Can't you use dental records? And that's when the the detective's like, well, 
here's the thing. You need a head for dental records. And that's where we kind of get like some of the first hints, like this doesn't seem like a standard killing or anything like that because yeah, gruesome to say the least. Uh, we cut ahead then to, I, th- I think the game is like a couple weeks later, Alexandra's like, I think inherited the house, but she is on a mission to find out what the heck happened to her grandfather. Because she is, when- dis- she is disappointed with the cops and their, uh, are find- having, finding nothing with their investigation. Which, given the number of clues and other things that pop up in this house, I don't buy that the cops were, were just like, you know what, you know what it is? I think the cops ran into the, uh, the bathtub scare and they GTFO'd too. They're like, you know what? I don't get paid enough for this. That's uh, a big no, thank you. Uh, detective? The Especially- walls are bleeding. Oh, the walls on the 36th precinct are bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and to be fair, these are cops in like the equivalent of Miskatonic or Arkham or whatever. They probably just turn a blind eye to any of the supernatural stuff as soon as it shows up because otherwise that's how you get your head bitten off by some monster like that poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Again, no thank you. No thank you. Um, uh, Alexandra, with only a few minutes of exploring around, if you know what you're doing in the game, which, you know, most of the rooms in the big creepy mansion are locked, you find the tome of eternal darkness. And that's when you instantly flash to, uh, the first of many segmented chapters, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and basically the point of each chapter is basically kind of telling the sequential story of these like basically parts of these otherworldly gods showing up on earth or they're just here on earth. And depending on, you know, your choices early on in the game, one of them, uh, gets basically like, a a, a, a representative. A, the, the one who, the, the one who is, who will, will summon the, um, to this world. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they get the champion, uh, in the form of Pius Augustus, a Roman centurion. And your first, like, major choice in the game is, hey, which deity do you want to have be his boss? Uh, because he's gonna <laughs> well, touch it. the form of your destructor. Pretty it, much. Like, uh, this brings us back to, uh, the shit talking we were having earlier. Or of, of, uh, do you, do you, uh, directly touch the, uh, evil artifacts? And the answer the game gives us is no. Emphatic Don't. no. <laughs> do not do this thing. Cause, uh, the one, the one you touch, uh, zaps, uh, pious. Poor pious, yep. And he's like, oh, like, covered it in a magical lightning and crumb humbles to the ground. Then, and comes back up as a gooey skeleton man. A yeah. gooey Roman skeleton man. A, uh, Roman lich. Roman lich. I like that. Yeah, not a good time for old Pius. Uh, ironic, <laughs> Pius, huh? Hmm. Though, he does say, he is rather, uh, like, well, this is my new job now. I'm, 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 uh, I'm all for it. I, I'm going to, uh, be, yeah. I'm going to be evil. <laughs> Face Give me. Give me the job you've got. <laughs> 
And, so, and then face me, and you will surely perish. Like directly, addre- <laughs> yeah. directly addressing Alexandra, and therefore you, the player. Yeah, not a good I, time for the for either. Uh, no. Really, no. Uh, so though, also his own fault for for cutting his uh, for destroying his own effigy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Never destroy an effigy of yourself. Yeah. Don't read that that in from the books. Don't destroy your own effigy. Yeah, don't touch gooey otherworldly things. Yeah. And these otherworldly beings uh, come in three flavors. There's a... Four, technically. (laughs) Technically. At the beginning, when you have the choice. Oh, yeah, 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. There's Chichurga, who's a... Who represents strength. Thanks, the uh, body. There, so your health bar. Uh, yep. There's Ulyav, of, who represents magic. <laughs> and then there, there's Zeltov, who is, who represents insanity. <laughs> Woo! The mind. But insanity. Oh, uh, well, no, uh, uh, Ulyav would be more her mind. Like, uh, like, that's fair. Well, that would be spirit, though. Anyway, that, that's not important. Yeah, before, it, it correlates to your three health bars, <laughs> and yeah, they, your health, your manual, your, your uh, and they, and they have and they all rock paper scissors each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, the game is basically just a really elaborate game of rock paper scissors. <laughs> yeah, on a cosmic level, uh, and, because oh, yeah. I think was it like a uh, magic beats body, mind beats magic, body <laughs> beats the crap out of that nerd sanity. Yeah. Like, you, like, I shall make you insane. I'm too dumb to be made insane. Curses! Ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, you, you, you play this game and you keep reading further in the book because that's always a good idea. Always a good idea. Especially when it causes these hallucinations where you're actually living these, uh, stories play out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is in, not, in no way traumatizing when most of them end in either death or insanity. Or, or imprisonment. Both. Or, Ooh. or, uh, or, or, or de- dead, insane, and imprisoned as a ghost. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was a bad mm. one. Oh, that tower seemed nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm certain it's rent controlled. That's true. Yeah, and also a lot of the stories are interconnected. Yeah. Uh they're in similar pla- in the same same places. Uh so the squire that's running around a church early on, that same church uh is in the World War One story. And in as the, well uh, as the monk. Yeah. When and, oh, the, and the monk. And during the Inquisition. And, yeah. yeah. The Inquisition. What, what a, a show. show. <laughs> uh but no, uh <laughs> and, and in Cambodia, uh, uh like there's a young girl and then later Dr. Edward Lindsay. Dr. Edwin motherfucking Edwin Lindsay. Lindsay. Well, because here's the thing. Uh, there's another power that be. There a fourth is, god. Yeah, the fourth god. Uh, Mantarok, who is, like, the god of chaos, uh, who gets sniped by old Pius early on in the story, but not before uh, that ca- the girl in Cambodia touches a part of Mantarok. Is that going to be important later? No. No. And like, where is the heart of Mantrock? I I don't know. I I just I just woke up from being a 
unconscious. Find it and die and be a corpse. Hang out with that for thousands of years. Take that. Ha. And at that point, she is in fact possessed by Mantrock and is sort of in a living death, right? Yeah, kind of the same deal as old Pius there. Uh, Whoops, but trapped. <laughs> Whoops, trapped. Ha. Uh, dying for, for ages. Ha, that's gotta be fun. Mm, probably not. But on the plus side, she gets to meet Dr. Edwin and say, she True. does. And all the characters after that wrap, like, make sure to, uh, like, wrap up the evil artifacts in cloth first. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they get the feeling, because here's the thing, all the other characters, it's strongly implied, get flashbacks for the previous characters that just happened. It's like, you get added to the story. Like, so, and, mm. and, but, and here's the crazy thing, hang, uh, thing. some of these are not in, uh, chronological mm-hmm. order. Or, uh, yeah, you skip around. Yeah, there are some time jumps. Uh, like Dr. Edwin Lindsay is like halfway through the story, and then we go back in time a little bit further. So just imagine being that monk touching the book and it's like, I was just an awesome archaeologist who was an Indiana Jones reference? What? What's the, <laughs> who's an Indiana Jones and, and why is he, he now, and why does he feel like he'll be somewhat problematic in 20 years? <laughs> oh, Indy. We'll have a chat later. Um, but yeah, and, and basically it's, a thousands of years story uh, about the fight of good versus evil, humans versus the gods, and basically leading to this point uh, where Alexandra is because the god, whichever god you chose at the beginning, uh, is now ready to. What well, has been has been summoned. Oh, oh, oh is it? Ooh, yeah. Uh, has been summoned uh, in the secret ancient evil city that's underneath your house. Whoops! This is what you get for living in Rhode Island. Like you should always do a real estate inspection before or yeah. you buy kids. Yeah, honestly, the the, the home inspection should have caught that. Mm. Well, you uh, want to you want to you want to spring for the home inspector that does uh, paranormal investigations. I mean. It pays for itself if they find something like that. Yep. It, it, you don't want, you don't want to risk it. No. Most times it's going to be nothing, but sometimes evil ancient city. Like, oh, uh, you look, look at that. Look at, at that. See the, you've got a uh, random knocking thing on the, on the wall holes here. Yep. This place is definitely yeah, possessed yeah, by yeah. Uh, something eldritch. Yeah. Look, look it up at the crown molden up there. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, you see, you see those, that, that blood tra- starting to trickle down. Yeah. Ah. Also, that is- also mold. <laughs> <laughs> also mold. Yes. <laughs> well, oh, which is the bigger danger. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're here at the, you get to the end of the story and, uh, there's this deity that has been, been summoned in this ancient evil city and, all the other efforts of the other characters has been leading to this, getting Alexandra ready to fulfill basically her grandfather's final contribution to the plan, such as it was, which is, remember how we mentioned there's this grand rock, paper, scissors game happening? The like, rock is about to beat scissors. Exactly. Because everyone in the game has been and ga- has been and uh, gathering the lore, been gathering the spells and gathering the artifacts necessary to uh, pull off a, a, a big old fuck you. 
Yep. Uh, so all of them, most of them died, but none of them died in vain. Exactly. Everybody well, um, contributed. Well, I'd say Paul. Paul probably they, uh, died in vain. Brother Lufer. <laughs> Whoops. Oh yeah, he got uh, he got kind of smushed, didn't he? <laughs> though, he was a cautionary tale. Though, wait, no, he did reveal oh the uh, tune to the piano with which uh, the journalist mm-hmm. would uh, later play, and also oh uh, the level five uh, spell circle, which is important. Ooh. Yeah. So he contributes too. Everyone contributes. Some people are Dr. Edwin Lindsay and contribute more. And uh, the reason why we kind of fixate on this character, uh, de- uh, uh, dear listeners, is that out of all the characters in the story that lead up to this, he is the one that who, c- who could have fucking left. He could have. <laughs> he could have left. Like the door is open at the beginning of his level. It's like. Like, there's this open door here. You walk towards it, and the game text is literally like, Hey, that guy double-crossed me, and nobody double-crosses Dr. Edwin Lindsay. So he goes back in and gets into more trouble. Uh, but also, he doesn't die. He just hands off, like, his ancient relic and lore and all that to Alexandra's grandfather, and it's like, Here you go. I'm outie. Bye. Hide it, like, behind, hide it behind a pulp novel of what I wrote. Yeah. Now I'm up for more adventures. I, Bye. I feel like I feel like technically the firefighter survived, but it's yeah. implied he died soon after. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, he's like, well, he he said like they followed me here, and I'm not going to wait uh, last night. Yeah. Yeah. But technically, uh, technically, and and actually the journalist survived and like lived to live till he was old. Well, then he was. Uh, like, uh, and he was in, in uh, World War One. World War One. Uh, that's true. Okay, okay. So, but still, but Doctor Dr. Edwin Lindsay survived the coolest, uh, and also clearly women can't live. Oh, um, well, Alexandra, well, come on. And true. And to be fair, there are only two. Oof. Oh yeah. To be fair. Woof. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, the the antagonist god i'm not gonna say evil god because they're all evil uh, <laughs> what <laughs> uh spoiler alert can do their planning using their one agent in pious uh, augustus but in order to defeat him uh the other gods don't have an undead servant Who is- uh, so they have to play the long game using several like to be fair so is pious is also doing the long game they're both doing long games but long games of one person who can play the whole game versus, you know, sort of having to sub people out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, she goes down into the ancient city. She summons. finishes the, she finishes the plan. She summons Rock to defeat, uh, Scissors. Uh, kills Pius. Who deserved it. Yep. And then of course goes, does like a grand old whoops realization right afterwards. <laughs> Wait a moment. I just summon, and the other one, and that one's also evil. <laughs> oh no! Like, and then your grandfather goes, "Oh, it's like, don't worry, he changes There's a spell. Oh, just a little. There, here, ah, I banished it. That was easy. Well, then we get uh, th- there's like a- an extra thing you get in this game, which is another reason why it's it's fun to play uh, on repeated playthroughs. If you go through and play the game three times, like one for each of those rock, paper, scissor deities, yep. uh, you get, <laughs> you get an extra ending. Yep. 
The true ending. All at once. Separate, yet simultaneous. As, uh, uh, all, all the, all those fuckers get, uh, like, uh, get killed at the same time. So it basically gets implied that old Mantarok that we mentioned at the beginning, the god of chaos, basically split the universe in three and then, uh, had all, the, basically his three, uh, elder god rivals or whatever rock, paper, scissors each other, uh, in their kind of branching dimensions. And then at the moment that they all kill each other, merge the universes together so that they all die at the same time. Leaving and just Mantarok. Slowly well, dying for cause, eons. Because, again, he, he, at the start of the, near the start of the game, he, uh, he gets, uh, got, he gets got by, uh, by Pius. By Pius. That's, uh, and it's like, there, I've, I've stabbed you with uh, his giant pillars. You're going to, uh, slowly he die, but you're an elder god. Uh, your last gasp of breath are eons for, or eons for us. So uh, have fun with that. Ha ha ha! I win. Do 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 do. I'm gonna walk I, off. I love Mantrock because he's a petty asshole, mm-hmm. and when uh, I can't stop what's happening to me, but if I'm going down, I'm taking all you fuckers down with me. Yep. Uh, Don't mess with chaos gods is also a vibe I'm getting here. Also, if you're going to kill a, go- kill a god, do it all at once. Don't give them time to plan. No. Nope. Yeah. And also, you're killing a, a creature called the corpse god. <laughs> yeah, that also should have been a hint. Whoops. Yeah, so, <laughs> what what else is there to talk about here with eternal dorkness? <laughs> it's a fun game. Uh, yeah, it's great. You get to explore the house as Alexandra. So it, it feels like even if the game didn't end, if the, like the plan hadn't actually, you know, fulfilled at the end, you can tell how that would be just the next chapter of the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some memorable, Moments. memorable things. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. uh, cause like I mentioned, there are some bits that I straight up forgot, but that stupid bathtub, that's going to stay with me. Maximilian uh, oh. screaming oh, yeah. at the uh, end of his chapter. May the rats eat your eyes. The darkness yep. comes. <laughs> and and his little journal notes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And which, with on multiple playthroughs, you can actually collect the full thing. And he, ha- uh, and, like, he has a... Uh, he has a... Footnotes. Uh, yeah, like, he, he, he uh, reads his notes loud uh, in a uh, kind of an, uh, in an audio log kind of uh, fashion. And isn't it imp- implied that he also, like, murdered his servants eventually because he thought that they were evil and demons? Yep. Uh, because yeah. there are uh, zombies in this game that are able to operate people like meat puppets. Yeah. Yay! When you attack them, they explode out of uh, said meat puppet and, 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 uh, and attack you and try to uh, hop into your body violently with sharp, yeah. pointy claws. You gotta ask permission before you do that. Uh, and, that that is consent only. And um, to be fair to Maximilian, one of the oh, when you uh, look at when you find the uh, closed off uh, closed off room with the bones still in there, one of those is not human. Are not human bones? Yep. Those. So he was right, but only one quarter right. <laughs> not a great ratio. 
Also, uh, I, I am now really starting to realize what a bad idea this was of me to no. suggest oh, this. Oh no, Pip, are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm just, I can see my future. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying memories. to go to bed tonight. <laughs> I'm going to try to go to bed tonight and my brain is going to go like, hey. Hey, remember this up? from 20 years ago? <laughs> you couldn't picture the, you couldn't picture it in your head while you were talking about it, but I've got the image for you now. <laughs> Let's go to slide three. Click. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, do we have anything else about the story before we maybe go into uh, changes or additions? Uh, there's the obvious uh, Lovecraftian and, uh, influences. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that, too, huh? Cosmic Horror? Yep, Cosmic, yeah. cosmic Horror. Or, uh, uh, it's set in Rhode Island for a reason. Like There yep. are like a bunch of uh, references. There's uh, the I believe the detective's name is a reference. Like, there are often necropolises. Yeah, every story needs a good necropolis. Uh, you think I'd be impressed with this neon necropolis? Great line. Not from this story, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, and at the time when Lovecraft was me, it was kind of inventing this genre. He was a, he was kind of, he was a bit of a, a bit, bit, a bit, <laughs> like, uh, like as if saying a bit, it, uh, it, it downplays it. It was a lot of a, a racist and kind of fascist asshole. But he also kind of grew out of it and regretted it and, uh, and then died. So like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so with a lot of Lovecraft, with a lot of the, Lovecraft stuff, you'll end up seeing some certain takes uh, that do not age well. <laughs> uh, also, the detective is Inspector Lagrasse, who is also a character from The Call of Cthulhu. Ha! There you go. I still had the fan wiki up. What? <laughs> the collect Call of Cthulhu. Will you accept the charges? Uh, uh. It's Bob. We had a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> oh god and other Ooh. references that the the younger listeners will not understand and for I good reason my bff joe um <laughs> listen i think i think we're refer- referencing stuff that is best left forgotten all right in which case uh i'm just going to say that apparently inspector lagrasse was originally intended to be a bone thief ah, ah. that's fun uh and you were going to fight him as a boss fight but it got cut so it never happened Oh, that means he started off probably as, as human or whatever. Maybe he never was. Ooh. Maybe he was the one who killed. Uh, we, we, uh, we do know who uh, killed the killed the grandfather. Yeah. Oh shit! Do we? Yeah, we, we saw it later. Yeah. A, oh. a guardian. Uh, a guardian. Uh, snuck up on, on him. He's like, "Yep, I'm an old man. Let's have this happen." <laughs> I live my life. Let's go. <laughs> yep. I'm ready. Come on. So yeah. Uh, let Let's talk about what we change. Who lives, who dies, who tells the story. I've got something. <laughs> uh, let me guess. More women. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? But Pip, aren't you satisfied with a female protagonist? I will never be satisfied. You'll never be satisfied. can never be satisfied. I feel like I unleashed something. Uh, How does yeah. a, a, a Rhode Island and a doctor and, and, and grew up to be... Yeah, madman <laughs> and a scholar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, more women. Come on, 
Uh, any one of those characters could have been uh, women. Dr. Edwina Lindsay. That would have been cool. The photographer. <laughs> photographer. You know, the squire could have been tweaked. I mean, come on. Charlemagne. Fuck off. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see more women. Gosh, it's just... I'd, I'd be interested to see what the game would look like now. Uh, mm. And what sort of... I'd, as much as I would hate it, what kind of insanity effects you could pull off now. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Insanity effects kind of get uh, gimmicked out of video games. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people drew inspiration from this. Maybe if you were playing a game called Eternal Darkness, it's supposed to be a direct, like, sequel or homage to the old uh, 20-year-old game. Uh, that's sobering. Again, maybe you want to actually see those effects and have a have a fun time with that, but, like, not having, well, like, a cheap insanity effect. I think you want to you be creative and fun with it. Like, well, here's the thing. Sorry, but, but you know, the insanity effect when this game originally came out was cool and innovative. Our, so I'd be interested <laughs> to... Our, our, our insanity effects are cool and innovative. Their uh, insanity effects are, are cheeky and gimmicky. I'm going to pistol whip the next person that says insanity effect. <laughs> uh, but I would be interested what the game could do to to make it sort of new again. How how could they innovate that further? Mm. You know, maybe throw in some uh, classics, oldies but goodies. Um, you know what I think? If you're to do mm. it today, do it in VR <gasps> because oh, there are some freaky disassociation things you can do in VR when you're clever with it. We're talking. Uh, warping your spatial perception. There's warping the perception of time is, uh, is doable in certain ways. You know? Uh, oh, Christ. Uh, uh no, imagine non-Euclidean spaces. <laughs> Non-Euclidean spaces. Actually, that's a thing you do in VR just to make navigation easier. Just call it out and have it be obvious that it happens. Yeah, that could be freaky. Like, doing it in VR, but in a way that is not jump scares. I'm you sorry, I'm, I'm kind of co-opting this a little bit, but... uh No, you're fine, because what I was thinking was, was like, oh man, if it's on the Switch, these days games, you know, our technology knows a creepy amount about what we're doing elsewhere, uh -huh. so what oh. if the game knows what other Switch games you own? Oh, uh, other... Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pulling a Psychomanta, uh, I'm pulling a, a Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, well, here's the thing, I don't know if the Switch has it necessarily, but uh, pulling location data. yeah. But, you know, if I were playing Eternal Darkness uh, and suddenly, you know, it went like, oh, hey, let's quickly go over to your Hades save file. Oh, no. Ooh. Don't you touch the that, you bastard. Or your, your things like that. But yours is way creepier. I oh, yeah. hate it. And that means it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, just imagine. Oh, man. I, like, on a game, on a system that's not, not, not on the Switch, like, that has a, that has a voice chat, had a, uh -huh. like, putting a, uh. You're one of your grabbing your name from your friends, uh, uh, and, and and like it, this friend is try, trying to uh, call you in game. Oh, or, or no, not even trying to call you has called and connected. Oof! While you're playing, uh, uh, you oh. you need a lot of permission, but unfortunately, you need like a ton of permissions oh, no, for that. No, no, you fake that. I mean, here's the thing: you could have like a little thing at the beginning of the game. Hey, we're gonna be having some fun with uh, scaring you here. Click acknowledge, accept permissions, and all that. 
we're not going to be doing anything nefarious. We're just going to try and scare you, <laughs> which is that's got to be a dubious thing to accept on a terms and conditions. But still, uh, informed can, consent. Yeah, informed consent. Like if again, you're loading up a game that's Eternal Darkness. You're just outright doing this. Again, Pip, I, I'm in kind of a similar boat to you, where I don't particularly enjoy horror either, uh, generally. Yeah. But I could see how this could be interesting and fun in a creepy way. I just want to avoid jump scares because I, I, I think jump scares are the cheapest form of horror. You mean a jump scare like, like finding your her character's corpse, corpse in a pool yeah. of her own blood? Yeah, for instance, uh, uh, like you know, this sudden you know music, you know, a violin uh, chord plays, a flash of light happens, you see something creepy for a fraction of or a, a second or two, and then you flash back. Like I don't like that. Like that's just shocking. And yeah, it's effective, but I think it's cheap. It makes the overall horror less interesting. I want to play with like your actual sense of perception and self. Oh my god! Here's here's I think what I would actually like. Yeah. Basically, at the start of the game, just having the menu of these are the possible things that could happen. Mm. Is there anything you don't want? Like an intensity uh, setting. Yeah. Or you know, if you don't deal well with you know, your own reality being bent. Yeah, Let's you can turn it off completely. Yeah. yeah. Then it's just a creepy house exploring simulator. Yeah, because I'm a big fan of informed, meaningful consent. Yeah. Uh, and having control over that. Yeah. And making video games safe for everybody. <laughs> yeah, especially as we get video games and such that are becoming more realistically rendered and all that. Mm. Like... Again, with my <laughs> ultimate horror suggestion here of moving it to VR, yay. Yeah, having that level of informed consent, probably an important thing. <laughs> but, like, I, I think you just list, like, you know, the stuff that's going to happen, but, like, not in great detail, so you can still have the surprise element if you so choose. Yeah, or and even go, like, these are the sort of tertiary random things. Here are the things that, if you uh, take it away, may affect uh, gameplay. Yeah. You know. Click here to see the things that might uh, be potentially be spoilers. Mm, under you this know, category. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah, maybe you still want to confront that, too. I mean... I yeah, mean, it should be your choice. Like, maybe you can see what it is, and then you have a little bit of uh, preparation for it, so you can maybe become more resilient to it. I don't know. Um, yeah, or if it's a thing you can handle so long as you're aware that it's going to happen. Yeah. It's like... Being randomly surprised by a spider in a video game can suck for some people, but knowing that the spider yeah. is there might be enough to have you be okay to deal with it. I mean, here's the thing. If a spider's in a video game, it's enough for me to not want to play the game at all. There are some games that actually have a mode that you can do to switch the spiders out for something else. That's great. Yep. <laughs> That's why I haven't, I haven't played so many Zelda games. It's because the uh, spider or spider-like things are common. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they're not in Breath of the Wild, which is why I can play Breath of the Wild. Ha. <laughs> don't play Elden Ring, Pippin. I never plan to. Ha. Anyway, so that's my my thing. Cool. So, I already touched... Oh, uh, do you want to go, Al? Uh, sure. The late game is actually kind of uh, kind of boring. Agreed. Ooh. Uh, Some spicy takes. It's mainly because uh, the, the uh, Necropolis, while big... Is uh is actually too big and and it, and like becomes like not creepy. Yeah, mm. it's sort of cold and removed, but not in a, a, a scary, creepy kind of way. It's just 
Yeah, no, I, I see you. Yeah. So I like it. An alternate take on the necropolis where it's like all sorts of like non-Euclidean geometry or MC Escher stairs or. Yeah. Or the house, but different. Ooh. Ooh. And insanity effects, even though your her insanity meter, her is topped off, is what I'd have. Awesome. Some, some forced ones. Yeah. Well, you know what it is with the insanity effects, Al? Yeah. It could just be something that triggers either uh, when your insanity is low enough. Or any time you receive insanity damage, which is happens any time you see a zombie, so it happens all the time anyway. Yeah. Oh man. Because I I like I like respites when you spend the resources to get them. What if in the necropolis the zombies do more insanity damage? There yeah, aren't so the you're, necropolis. Yeah, so you're more likely to get down low, but mm. you're still able to to uh, top yourself off. But. <laughs> But make it so it's a bit riskier to use up a, use your magic because you know, like well, well I just took a, a giant hit of, out of sanity. Hey, uh, time to stand here for for uh, ten minutes and uh, top that off. Well, you know what you do. You make it you, so uh, you, you make it so they, that they don't want to who uh, stand there for ten minutes. There's yeah. that. There's you know the auto spawning zombies. That's one thing you could do. Or uh, with the regen spell, it only ever tops you halfway up. Hmm. Uh, or, you know, the closer you get to the center of the necropolis, the slower your insanity fills. Oof. Ooh. Like you're getting to the center of madness? Yeah. yeah. Oh, ow. <laughs> like, that, that, that sounds, that sounds interesting. The, of course, th- this is kind of delving more into the game design side of things, where it's like, at what point do you frustrate the player rather than engage them, of course, and at all point, this other stuff? Or, or, or at what point are you who's six months away for um, release? And you need, need to, uh, and you need to do polish now? <laughs> <laughs> six months, two months, one month. Yeah. Uh, I, I can see that with the later game, especially with the design of the city, because like the, the, the city of the dead or whatever, the city of evil should be like a major set piece. Yet the cathedral level feels more well developed. Yeah. Feels more or like something you'd find in the necropolis than the necropolis. Yeah. So they could have, uh, uh, I don't know. They, they, they were uh, probably like playing with like brutalistic architecture and all that. There was probably inspiration. You know, you know what plays well as a kind of weird necropolis place? Mm. The building in control. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know if you guys have played that one. I've played that one. You yeah. know I haven't. I have. Uh, control's a fun game. And, and uh, you won't play because it's, it's uh, spooky. But Kat, and Cat won't play because she doesn't play video games. But though she should because it's, it's a, 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 a X-Files and uh, it's, it's got an X-Files vibe. Yeah. So I... I imagine that the necropolis is brutalist architecture because Lovecraft had a way of making like corners scary. Yeah. But what if the necropolis, uh, is the house, but, but different, but also in- introduces elements of the other locations? Mm. So you open a door in the house and suddenly you're in one of the rooms of the cathedral. Uh, that could be but freaky. again, different. Uh, I think you- they, they wanted to have the city. For the scale of the summoning, which I think was what they were going for, right? Yeah, that uh, I think that's what was going on. You you can transition so uh, the further again the closer you get to the center, maybe the more 
brutalist architecture uh, Shows up. it gets. Yeah. Have it be more transitional. Um, mm. And these days, you could, with the processing power that we have now, because uh, it might not have been able to do it, you know, on the GameCube with a single disc. What? It's possible that you could include, get this, roguelike elements. Uh, Ooh. Whoa. So if you leave the necropolis and come back. It's different. It's different. That would be fitting in with the uh, kind of eldritch horror stuff where like nothing makes sense like your brain is expecting patterns to be followed if you break the patterns it is disconcerting uh like while you're in the necropolis you can double back and move around it's it's navigable but when you leave and come back and maybe not even like whole wholly rearranged but just different enough that you can't trust your previous memory yeah that'd be interesting to design but i think it'd be fun to design it yeah Difficult to uh, do in 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 a in, in the late game, in, in, uh, since your players at that point are have a pretty uh, set idea of how uh, a game is played. Well, well, remember that you go to the necropolis uh, technically three times. Like you oh. go to the gates once, you go to it once uh, as as the grandfather, and then as Alexandra. So you have like some times to slowly introduce the shifting topo- uh, topology topography whatever uh, yeah. of the the city potentially because like it could be like they're the rooms like the major rooms stay the same but like the connectors all can like shift around like the hallways oh yeah yeah mm. like i think there's a way to do it yeah yeah and and story wise i think it makes a ton of sense yeah, oh, yeah. it's just a gameplay aspect yeah uh you have to f- find a way to make it work and be fun not frustrating yeah well like every every time you go back to the city like there's like a time when you can explore and kind of get your lay of how the land now works and get a feel for how it's shifted potentially and maybe your sanity is decreasing at the same time so the implication is that you the player are becoming more insane and thus being tapped into the otherworldly nature of the city whatever <laughs> i'm just saying yeah yeah we could tie this into the narrative Listen, looter narrative dissonance is a thing for scrubs. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, all right. So that's technically me, even though I did piggyback on Pippin, right? Yeah, I, I had great things to piggyback off of. That's true. <laughs> I guess I, I, I really want to stick to the VR, uh, uh, component there. Cause I think, I think you could have a genuinely disconcerting game done in a headset like that but not rely on jump scares because <laughs> like vr is good for exploration yeah you could do some atmospheric shit yeah yeah you can do atmospheric stuff with vr you can do stuff that's messing with your sensory perceptions you can you can mess with people in vr i'm just saying when it comes to a story though i feel like if i were to try to make this today i feel like what we do is I'm not going to pretend to live in another universe where the first game didn't exist. The first game still exists, but I think the setup is we're in a different parallel universe and the story's playing out a little differently. What you if, know? what if we're in Mantarok's world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the Mantarok timeline. Yeah, I like that. But here's the thing. We only ever had those three deities to start with. Maybe there's other deities as well like perhaps 
uh, in this continuation game, there is a god of order. But here's the twist. Uh, a god of perfect order? Probably bad as well. Uh, you know, imagine everything being run like automatons. Hey, world peace has happened. There's no free will. Whoops. Uh, that <laughs> perfect kinda, justice isn't. Yeah, yeah. Perfect justice isn't. Uh, <laughs> perfect justice not something you want just running around the world. No. Uh, that could be like a fun twist, like, uh, like halfway through the game twist or something where you discover, wait a second, this god of order I've been working for, uh, turns out not a benevolent eldritch god. Whoops. Truth, and there can be- justice, and order. Oh, man. Ugh. Yeah, so again, first part of the game, you think you're doing good things, right? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm working for truth, you guys. And then how does that get bad? Whoops. Perfect justice, same problems. Uh, justice <laughs> is the absence of mercy. Yeah. Oh. Right? Oh, we can, we can have some fun with this. Get real, uh, philosophical. And then, yeah, of course, and- there's still wily old Mantarok. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Who's dying? And let's face it, bored. Dying, bored, and wants all the other gods to go with it. So really, Ooh. a god of chaos that's dying, probably the best thing we have going for us. And that's probably saying something as well. <laughs> uh. I like this plan. I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> Oh, good times. Cool. All right. Oh. Uh, let's play a quick game, you guys. Yeah. Let's okay. Play let me, a uh, game. Oh, let me, uh, set up my game cube and load up internal darkness. Awesome. <laughs> oh, but it's not the same if we're not all cramped in the same small room. True. True. Oh, gosh. The good old days. Uh, what do we want to play? <sighs> laundry day. <laughs> I mean, the shit's got like, what, two whole weeks? It's true. To just be sort of hanging out. Does that house even have a laundry room? Oh, you don't want to know, Pippin. I, I think there was a laundry room. The servants' quarters. Ah. <laughs> uh, there was, I think there was a washer and dryer in the basement. I think you're right. Listen, if it wasn't bleeding, I clearly don't remember it. I, I think, I think, uh, uh, some easy ones that would be, uh, laundry day or that's a wrap. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I feel like that's a wrap. What happens is uh she dies creepy and mysteriously anyway. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. With the lead into my game. Yeah. So wait, laundry day, in case in case you end up keeping this whole thing, that's a wrap is uh what happens to the characters uh after the story ends. Uh and laundry day is what is everyone doing when the plot isn't happening? Yeah. And for most of the characters, we only see them for like Basically, the hour or so of their life that matters to us. The um, worst day of their life, basically. Yeah, we see you know, their last hour. Or um, for Dr. Edwin Lindsay, a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all pick Dr. Edwin Lindsay. Listen, we can all be Dr. Edwin Lindsay if you keep it in your heart. Always be yourself. If you can't be yourself, be Dr. Edwin Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> also, listeners, just so you know... That is not uh, 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 Dr. Edwin Lindsay. He's voice in the game. He sounds like standard mi- standard Midwestern. But we've we've uh, elevated him to... Uh, we've mythologized him in our own minds. <laughs> with cause. Uh, also, remember, this was 20 years ago. We were younger and impressionable. And there was only so much 
fan wanking you could do at the time. And we've always been who we are. Uh, there's a reason that 20 years later we started a podcast to talk about stories and shit. Because 20 years ago we were playing this game and going like, hey, what about this? What about this? <laughs> what else is he doing in his spare time? So, Laundry Day, Alexander Roivas is in that big old New England house, which means uh, on the days when she's not investigating her grandfather's uh, violent murder, uh, she's going around town meeting her New England neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, there's you know, the local farmer's market, uh, and they all go like, oh, you're... You're, uh, Edward, I think? Yeah. I yeah. think it's yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, you're Edward's granddaughter. We, you're Ed's kid. Like, we, yeah. it's been forever you, since we saw you. Because remember, she was- You've grown up- She, she was raped, raised by her grandfather. You've grown up so bad. You do not visit enough. It's a shame what brought you back. Uh, have you seen our- <laughs> You know, our, our, our Timmy's grown up so well as well. Have you seen him? Like, it's like, oh no, they they tore the old school down, honey. Like, on account of all, <laughs> oh, on account of all the blood, the what? I'm sorry, the what? Yeah, all the blood. And, and going, oh, by the way, your grandfather borrowed uh, a walk from me. Could I get that back? I'll see if I can find it. Like, uh, the, has your uh, has your son Timmy always been able to uh? Turn his head a full 180 degrees. Oh, you know, he's double jointed. Listen, we are having a party next Friday. You should join us. <laughs> Just, yo, know, bring whatever you think isn't good. Aw. This is also, I've turned this into something way kinder than any New England town would be. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Usually, this happens like two or three years, <laughs> if that. Uh, but there is a lot of gossip of, oh, hey, the Ravis kid is back. Yeah. I mean, you, you might, uh, Maybe at the local bar or something like that, hang out and talk and all that. And maybe after uh, a couple of years, you you get warmed up reception and all that. Yeah, yeah. If she went to school in the area, she did. Oh God, huh? she did. So in that, which case, everyone remembers her from back then. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, and, and Liz, l- listen, I'm, I'm not going to reflect on times when I visited home, and it's a little bit weird. And, and yeah, <laughs> how many of your the old- how many of you, how many of uh, your old classmates that you saw? How uh, do you think are, uh, are do you think are bone thieves? Not zero. <laughs> J.K. J.K. Uh, now old teachers. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oof. So so that's Pippin's uh laundry day. <laughs> Just man meeting the neighbors. Awkward. Who, who all remember who you used to be. Yep. Well, I'll go with, uh, Pius Augustus's. There's a laundry day. <laughs> Back when he was alive, I've, uh, he'd probably he'd be doing things like, uh, polishing his armor, uh, visiting the forum. Probably, he was probably, uh, looking on, on becoming a senator with his, uh, career plan. Yeah. But, you know, after, after death, uh, I think he, he really got into, uh, just slicing up cor- corpses. It was, uh. For fun and profit. Yep. I mean, like, not, not even uh, for uh, to do anything with, just, you know, there's a corpse. He, he has a knife. If, uh, 
Might as well. I'll just start flaying some skin. Yeah, like uh, a zombie comes like, Lord Pius, are you preparing this uh, body for the next ritual? Ritual? Uh, no, uh, I, I'm bored. A bit- slice, slice, slice. Oh, uh, I mean, and that- oh, do, do you want in? Do you, do you want in? Oh, no. Me and a couple of the other, uh, uh undead acolytes are, are, uh, going into new town later. Oh. Oh, can you get me some forbidden fries? Thanks. Slice, slice, slice. They don't even have a forbidden fly. Uh, is that the place? Just, just say, just, we'll just get some regular flies, uh, fries, uh, and put some, put some, um, uh, um, some, uh, uh, mysterious, fl- some of the mysterious goo that, that's secreting from the walls on it. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't paying attention to this whole bit because I wanted to double check to see if, uh, Pius Augustus could have been involved in the assassination of Julius Caesar. The answer is no. Aw, oh, man. I mean, cause it's implied throughout the games that, uh, the various wars were actually the ma- machinations of, uh, of Pius and the elder gods for the sake of some, uh, of, of the summoning. Which, yeah. Which, like, I, I I I kind of imagine like like I just uh, I was going I just told him to uh, go west uh, to start exploring west so we he could and get to Rhode Island quicker quicker did not was not ex I was not expo- expecting the whole entire triangle trade I'm gonna be honest big yikes on trakes for that one oh pious <laughs> is it my fault. Ah, no, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> Will I take the credit? Yes. Uh, Will I take the blame? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not with a ten-foot pole. Uh, good times. All right. Good times. Uh, So that leaves me. And you know I gotta stick to my boy, Dr. Edwin Lindsay. Come on. Yeah. Listen, someone had to. Someone had to, and I will be that someone. So, as I mentioned before, uh, the events of his chapter for Dr. Edwin Lindsay, that's a Tuesday. I think we can establish that uh, the various pulp novels that he writes are actually just autobiographies. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, when he's not exploring the tomb of Mantarok in Cambodia... You know, he's at some other ancient ruin, and guess what? There are aliens in that one. Ah, aliens again? Well, Dr. Edwin Lindsay is going to have to take care of that, too. That's why the elder beings can't find him. He's just encountering every, basically he's encountering and pissing off so many, uh, unknowable horrors, uh, from beyond the stars, or, you know, from mythological other dimensions or whatever, that it's almost creating this, like, uh, cloaking shield of just, uh, attracting everything's attention such that nothing can find them. <laughs> even though- It's just a bunch of static. And yeah, even though- It's- And even, even though he ha- They all know his number. Or his, uh, <laughs> at the university. He, he keeps regular office hours. Is Which is the most impressive thing. It's always Wednesdays at 5 p.m. He'll have an hour-long office hours for his class. Yeah. He's a very responsible teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Indiana Jones. Of course. <laughs> oh, man. 
What if Indiana Jones also exists in this universe? <laughs> and uh, he and Dr. Edwin Lindsay have such a rivalry. Well, at, oh, they do. Well, at that point in the narrative, Indy's like pretty old. Like, he, he, he'd probably be he'd be a mentor to Edwin. When, no. when is, when no, is they're both in the fifties. No, I'm first one. When Edwin, Edwin Lindsay was the eighties. No, no, that Wait, was. The- I, listen, I have the fan wiki. <laughs> Find out, Pippin. Oh gosh! Because uh, they found a, a tomb of Mantra uh, from uh, satellite imaging. Huh. Oh yeah, his chapter year is 1983. Oh dang! And so, Indy was fighting Nazis, so. Ah, true. Well, Doctor Edwin Lindsay, he's fighting uh, Nazi zombies. There you go. Fair enough. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying he's basically attracted the attention of so many otherworldly beings and uh, mythological creatures. That's why, that's why he lives. And there isn't even any kind of hint at the end of the story of, of his chapter or whatever that, like, he's soon to die or something like that. No, he's still same age as, as he was before. So probably like a few weeks after the end of his chapter, right? And hands off the, uh, relics to, uh, to old Edward Royvis and then goes off on his next adventure, probably to like a moon base <laughs> where he finds Captain America. Yes. Ah, oh, Dr. Edwin Lindsay resuscitates Captain America. They fight Hydra. Ah, oh, it's a good time. Neglects to mention the whole Eldritch Gods thing that the Ravis clan's having to deal with. But you know what? He gave what they needed. They're fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, they're fine. It's fine. If it wasn't going to be fine, yeah, he'd probably hear something. <laughs> he'd probably get a call during his office hours about it. He probably left a card with old Edward there. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So that's that's my laundry day. Just more adventures. That's a hell of a laundry. I think he just buys new outfits rather than do, does his own laundry. That's our Dr. Edwin Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that was uh, Eternal Darkness. Sanity's Requiem. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, any final parting thoughts, you two? Uh, it's a shame that uh, it probably... Uh... Well, it's it pro- it's probably uh not going to get at a official an official successor, but you know these things happen. Yeah, Silicon Knights <laughs> kind of imploded. Yeah, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to bet that the reason there hasn't been uh a you know remaster, remake, sequel, whatever, uh, is that the copyright is tied up somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that too. Probably, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's a... Listen, I don't do horror, uh, but this is a great little game. Would you... Yeah. If there was a sequel, who uh, would you play it? Or would you be in the same... No, but I would... Would you be in the same room as we played it, I mean? I would happily let you tell me what happened. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pippin, you've grown up. Uh, cool. All right, and, uh, well, I guess... Before we head out, uh, do we have anything else to plug? Uh, wait, I got, I got my shows, uh, coming up here. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, check out, uh, uh, the websites and all that for Select Start. We do improv shows fairly frequently. Hey. Yay. Uh, as uh, always. Kat's got her. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Kat's got her, uh, zine and she teaches. You can, you can, you can Google them. Uh, yeah, look it up. You've, she, he's got, uh, she's got, uh, her many short stories in, at, uh, various, uh, magazines. 
And also, oh, uh, but she's also, uh, been making stuff with oranges. <laughs> mm. She's probably going to sell them. All right. And, and you two are just the same as always. <laughs> just better than other people. Yeah. Sure. And we're, and we're fulfilled in life. Yeah. We don't wink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. Well, as always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoryissacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostoryissacred or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brennan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and that's it tonight. No Catherine Crichton. <laughs> no, she was here, yo, know, with us, yo, know, not at all a bone thief. Yeah. Not at all. That's, that's, that's really her. No, no, no. It's really her in the corner. No, she's a, she's a blue ghost with no eyes. Blue ghost, no eyes in the pillar of an ancient building of the damned. Oh, they would love that. That's true. All right. And, uh, editing for this episode done by Brendan, transcript done by Ashley DaCosta, art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoriesacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Stories Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash no story is sacred. See you next time when we'll talk about fingers frickin' crossed now. Clueless. Right? Right? Sure. (laughs) We'll find out if Alex does love Josh. One of these days, I will be able to figure it out. But also, but until, but also, I've got a like solid bit. You do <laughs> from now until eternity when we finally record it. But until then, where no story is sacred and any story can be changed. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. I'm Josh. I mean, I'm Ox. <laughs> and where no, no story, story is sacred. sacred.